Welcome to the Cosmere Reads, a Cosmere podcast. Your hosts are Alan, Will, and Alondo. This podcast is safe for first-time readers with no spoilers. This week, we'll be covering chapters 21, 22, 23, and 24 of The Well of Ascension. Enjoy! Welcome everyone to episode Deuce Deuce 22. Yeah, the good old number 22. No significance there other than we've been doing this for 22 weeks at least. I think we took a week off, so 23 weeks, whatever. How's the guys doing tonight? Doing fine? No one wants to talk? Cheers. Doing well, doing well. I feel like I got a lot of background <laughs> noise on my microphone. I, uh, oh, damn. I, feel, I feel like this humming or something. I'm like, ah, whatever. No, no, I'll cut it out, or I won't. But yeah, <laughs> I don't hear it. Look, just tell everybody I just started an apiary. They'll be all right. There you go. You sound uh, fine. Okay. Yeah. Don't hear Here we go. Will, your mic working? I think so. Okay. Yeah, it's working. Cool. <laughs> I just <wanted> to <laughs> Usually I do this introduction thing, not to, yeah, what? make sure everything is working still. Like, since... <laughs> Yay. All right. Um, so I guess quick announcements. Um, there's a new Sanderson book coming out. Like, I, either was it today or is it this week? I, I don't know. It's this month. Um, I, I wasn't part of this, the cool crew, crew that did this Kickstarter for the Secret Projects. Um, yeah, at a brewery with IPA and Sanders Secret Project 3. That's my best life. With IPA. Okay. I thought you meant IPA like in Finland. Okay. The IPA and – oh, so you do have Secret Project number 3. Cool. The Sunlit Man um, is the name of it. I have not bought it yet. Uh, whenever it comes out in an audiobook. I will be listening to it immediately. <laughs> so new Cosmere book, guys. Yay. That's what's up. Cool. Exciting. Yeah, because we can't, we can't we're never gonna catch up with this man. You know that, right? Yeah. And congrats <laughs> to Kate Farmer for living your best life. We get double thumbs up on that one. Today's book. Okay, yeah. So the book comes out today. I don't know if it came out in audiobook today though, because that's the only way I really buy books these days. Um unless yeah, they look good on my shelf. Um but yeah, so um, and I know it's only on Spotify. It's not on Audible. So oh, gank that noise! <laughs> <laughs> you didn't hear about that? Yeah. So, quick uh, little side note and tangent about Sanderson. Um, Sanderson had a little beef with uh, with Amazon um, and Audible Wait, in particular. He had a problem with a megalomaniacal company that is trying to mm-hmm. overtake all of human existence. <laughs> what? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, good for him because I'm sure there's a lot of stuff that I would probably have pro- beef yeah. with Audible about. I mean, yeah. Well, now his whole thing was so like anything he does through his publisher, he it's on Audible. So anything that's done through Tor Books um, is done on Audible. These secret projects he did, uh, crowdfunded, did a stick a Kickstarter, and raised I don't know how many millions of dollars. It was the most successful Kickstarter ever. Jeez, literally, literally it was. Um, so he self-published these three books um, and. Then was like, you know what? I don't like how Audible treats up and coming authors and how they basically screw them over. So unless you're going to treat them the same way you treat me, I'm not putting these books on Audible. They're on Spotify. That sounds like him. That sounds like something (laughs) he would do to this guy. Yeah. Yeah. That checks out. That whole story checks out. (laughs) Yeah. Unless unless you're going to treat new up and coming authors that are, you know, not, not screw them over. 
mm-hmm. give them the same deal you're willing to give me. Yeah. I'm not putting my book on your on your platform. <laughs> oh, one time I went down a, a rabbit hole of just tracking all the Sanderson appearances on some of the most like podunk, smallish, like mom and pop <laughs> podcasts and video streams and stuff. And it's like these people He's have everywhere. like maybe a thousand views or something. And he just shows up just and treats them just as like they're just as important as everybody else. And I'm like, I love this dude. Yeah. Love him. I love everything. He's a machine. That, He's a machine. And he teaches a class. He's a full time. He teaches. <laughs> <laughs> right now, someone's like stressing because they're taking one of his quizzes. <laughs> I, I saw something today and someone made a joke saying, you know, when Sanderson like gets a writer's block and he takes a break from writing, he writes another book accidentally. Like, <laughs> right, right. He'll take a break from writing a book to write another book. Oh, that's, uh-huh. that's, <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if that joke turned into he, he takes a break and ghost writes somebody else's books. <laughs> <laughs> well, he, did the, he finished the Wheel of Time. So, you know, he did ghost write, or not, well, it wasn't really ghost writing, but he did well, write something. George R.R. R. Martin. Reach out to your boy. Oh yeah. Reach out to your boy Sanderson, please. <laughs> Finish it up. Give us our, uh, our Patrick uh, Roth Roth Rothfuss, Rothfuss, uh, Rothfuss. Oh, that's right. You one you were talking about on the other episode. That's right. Yeah, he's yeah. the other one too. Um, there's another meme out there about like the longer your beard is, the less likely it is to finish your books. And it's a oh, picture yeah. of like George R. R. Martin with his big beard, and then uh, Patrick uh-huh. Rothfuss has a long long beard, and then it's uh-huh. Sanderson shaven. Right. <laughs> like baby face, like just popping out books. All the bullet points for the books are hidden in, in that beard somewhere. Yeah, you know, you know, exactly. You know, in the haystack. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he said that Audible takes like 75% of the profits for new authors. That's right. Yeah. So they, they screw God, up. 75 yeah. Basically, Audible's like, you can't make it big without us. So if you want to use our platform and you're not big already, then we're going to take 75% of your profits. And they're like, and Sanderson's like, screw you. Like, uh-huh. you know, they don't do that to like Sanderson. They give him like awesome deals, but he's like, I don't need your money. Like, right. <laughs> yeah. Especially indie mm-hmm. authors and like people that don't have a giant publisher to, to fight Back for them, them mm-hmm. um, for, for those negotiation deals. The indie authors get just screwed by Audible. So, right. um, this episode is brought to you by Audible. Sorry, our sponsor. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> And also from 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 our other sponsor, fight for the meritocracy. Come on now, I'm all about it. Oh, all right, so fun times. A little bit of the world of writing that you guys didn't know about, um, but now you know and know how the, the evil corporations of Amazon just screw over people. So yeah. yeah. So anyway, go buy the book at your bookstore or find it on Spotify mm-hmm. uh, if right. you want to. Not you guys, because we're going to read that eventually. And support your local authors, people. All your small authors. Get get into it. Independent authors. Support them. Yeah. 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 And as I just made an Amazon order today, like I'm like, screw Amazon. (laughs) Click my box. (laughs) This episode uh... brought to you by. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck Amazon, but damn, it's convenient. That's yeah. right. That's right. <laughs> I think I got a package on, on Friday. Uh, I we know, probably got an empty Amazon box somewhere in their house right now. <laughs> yeah. Sure. But anyways, uh-huh. um, as far as any other announcements, I don't have any. Um, that's the only thing I was like really excited about. Um, other than that, just kind of, it's October. I'm drinking an Oktoberfest because it's October. Even though Oktoberfest actually starts in September, most people don't realize that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Oktoberfest. Yay. October. Or like the Sam Adams guy calls it Octoberfest. Hmm. Weird. <laughs> He's from Boston. 
Yeah, I was thinking about going to Oktoberfest next year, but my wife kind of vetoed that. And after thinking about it, um, yeah. So there's a Wheel of Time um, uh, con in Europe every year called Malkir Con. Um, anyways, next year they're talking about doing it in Prague, which is where the TV show is being filmed. So I was like, maybe we can make a European vacation out of it. I can go to the con and then we can go travel over because it's right before Oktoberfest to Germany. And then we can go, yeah, do Oktoberfest. But my wife's not really big into the giant crowds and sitting inside a beer tent for 12 hours straight. Oh, songs, yeah. Which that's yeah. all I'm all about. But she's not really about that. So 12 hours is um, a long time to do anything. It is. I'm saying. But it just be an experience. But I think we're, we think we still might do it, but we might do like just go down to Italy instead and just mm -hmm. hang out near a vineyard and drink a lot <laughs> mm. without do it. <laughs> do it. Just, just, just vineyards. Yeah. So that's anyway, we'll see. That's still months and months away and mm -hmm. a lot of planning to take place before that happens. So how about you guys? Anything new, exciting? I know uh, just a little bit. Also, a lot is going to be gone for two weeks. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. Sorry, fam. I have been on every episode, but it's going to have to be two weeks without me. So sorry. Going to the great north. Yeah. Scand Scandinavia. Scandinavia. That's right. So, yeah, we're going to be hitting Sweden and Norway, then Finland, and then uh, Denmark, which, of course, Finland is not technically part of Scandinavia. Yeah. Um, and then scooting on back uh, through Iceland uh, on the way back. Oh, so, yep. cool. So. Yeah. So two weeks I will not be able to be around. Again, I was I was saying before the podcast, I was thinking maybe a cool flex if I could try to get on the uh on the episodes, but both times that the uh recordings will be happening, I'll be on planes. So that's just not gonna happen. Yeah. So it's okay. That's fine. Yeah. Will, anything new exciting in your world? No, nothing really. <laughs> um, <laughs> a lot of nothing this weekend because we've been moving around a lot for the last month visiting family and stuff so uh i went to a housewarming party on saturday that was fun that's cool yeah that's fun yeah. i i, so, I butt dialed um, will earlier this week for like uh left him like a 10 minute voicemail of probably just swishing pants sounds <laughs> yeah that's exactly what it was <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, I was like in the in the office working, like end of quarter, busy. And I was like, oh, thank God, a friend is calling me. I can go take a break. And I called him back, and he was like, oh, did you get my butt now? I was like, fuck, you <laughs> <laughs> want to talk to me? <laughs> back to the office, slave. Back to the yeah. office. Yeah. Oh man, exactly. Well. Without further ado, you guys uh, ready to jump into these chapters with a uh, good old Seth's daughter and all of the funness that comes with Lord Seth's Oh daughter. yeah, so let's let's get into this this uh, this little lady. Um, Aliana, 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 Aliana. I can't names. Ariane, thank you, thank you, Seth. Um, yeah, so she shows up. Um, super excited to see Breeze. <laughs> Ellen just like, damn, you called it. And he's like, yeah, I was kind of joking. I didn't think that Breeze actually did it. <laughs> so we get this nice little fun little interaction where she's ran away from daddy because daddy took her to war and she wants to be more. And she can't stand the tents because she's this little snobbish princess. And um, do you have any thoughts about her 
Oh, I, I love the fact that Breeze likes them thick. Mm. <laughs> 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 he likes them thick. <laughs> go, Breeze, go. And I love the nickname. She's like, Breezy. And I was like, oh. <laughs> I can't even fathom it. It's just like, it doesn't even make sense to me. I'm like, what? But the fact that he likes them thick, I was like, all right, Breeze. <laughs> <laughs> well, Breeze tries to deny it. He's just like, no, it wasn't a thing except oh, for that one. Guy. Th- yeah. Except for that one thing that uh-huh. could have been. I was taking it the wrong way. I was taking it completely the wrong way. It was. Uh-huh. It was nothing. And, and she's just like, oh, breezy. Uh-huh. <laughs> he he could have called that girl moped because he likes Ryder behind the scenes, but doesn't want to be seen on her. <laughs> 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 there it is. There Thick. it is. Thick. <laughs> Let's just say she was comely. How about that? <laughs> yeah. Go ahead, Breeze. <laughs> uh, so this they end up joking around with each other a lot. Then Vin comes in and it's like, Breeze. <laughs> she's a child. She's like, well, first, no, she's not. She's she's it's like and you're old it's like in second no i'm not (laughs) (laughs) yeah um then kind of has a little back of uh it reminds me of wedding crashers with vince vaughn and the one crazy girl like the father of the bride's daughter Uh yeah because i'll find you like (laughs) yeah Yeah. he's gonna she's a crazy girl meme where she's got the eyes like wide open (laughs) (laughs) she's latching on to breeze Mm -hmm, mm because she's like he's so nice and wonderful (laughs) yes i I love the fact though too that i mean breeze always is like just so like you know he's he's got an answer for everything he is so caught off guard by the situation he's befuddled (laughs) he has words are escaping him he just he just he doesn't know what to do with himself i'm like oh man it's like breeze how are you gonna get out of this bucket of syrup <laughs> he tries attacking Vin too i mean he goes like oh, he's like yeah. i remember you and kelsier and she's like uh no uh, i never pined over kelsier and it's <laughs> like so he's like sure a strapping young young man comes in sweeps you out of poverty and you didn't mm-hmm. have a thing for him mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> and finally yeah. ellen's like okay that's enough like that's, yeah let's, let's let's cut this off oh, um man. yeah uh so ellen I says like, i like the respect yeah. they start giving ellen though yeah it's, it's already starting to come into mm-hmm. shape because Ellen even says something about it. It's starting to come he into about fruition it, yeah. about like it's like, you know, they're starting to have a little bit more respect for him, his authority, mm-hmm. his um, uh, status, etc. Um, yeah, I like that, which he needs to establish. Yeah. So good. Yeah. And, then, and of course, Docs is the one that, that comes right out and says like, well, you know, if we keep her around, you know, could make for an interesting bargaining chip. And Vin's like, you really want to take her hostage? And it's like, and Doc says, someone has to state the obvious, Vin. <laughs> like, and uh, yeah, they kind of go back and forth and they kind of agree that, you know, you know, it's a good bargaining chip one way or the other, like either right. to try to form an alliance, giving her back or, or keeping her as a, yeah. So at this point, it kind of adds another thing to the mix and Ellen decides, yeah, we'll keep her around, I guess. She wants to stay here anyway. Right. She came on her own unwill um, mm-hmm. for, for some pastries. Mm-hmm. That's right. <laughs> she's like directing the pastry show. Yeah. <laughs> I like my croissants um... made with a with a slight tint of thickness on them, please. Extra butter. Mm-hmm. She, she does extra seem butter. like. Mm-hmm. 
she comes across as that spilled brat though like daddy i want the golden goose like from willy wonka like, oh daddy, yes. buy me a Most golden goose <laughs> yeah yeah my dad took me to war it's... and the camps are just not right so i come out they here because you are filthy and the men were looking at me 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 no one, no one is quite as, as wonderful as Mr. Breeze. <laughs> oh, Mr. Breeze. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mr. So, now, so now, now we have the uh, Seth's daughter, right? And then we have Ellen is obviously Lord Straff's son. So now we have like a tie to Seth's army, a tie to Straff's army. So it's kind of interesting, like yeah. how they're they're getting bound together even more. So yeah. yeah. We're building. Sanderson's building. Yeah, it's complicating things a bit. All you need is just a, uh, some type of tether to this third army, and then yeah. you'd be ready to go, mm-hmm. right? But right now, they don't really have any type of bargaining chip or anything there. It's just a a bunch of, uh, what did I call him last time? I can't remember. Uh, Ham, Ham needs to marry a Talos? I don't know. <laughs> oh, good God. No, no. One of these flappy skin characters? No. Yeah. Flappy skin. <laughs> Mm, no, no. Oh, that's all that army is it's just a bunch of flappy skin blue things, yeah so. just the yeah <laughs> flap skins meet lovers. the flap skins yeah no. <laughs> uh, so yeah um ellen says she stays um for now perhaps we'll force her to return eventually but right now right yeah she'll stay and even thinks to himself you know i'll do what i can i make decisions now and see what needs to be made and i'll accept the consequences as in our thoughts like this could be this could backfire even ellen thinks this might not be a great idea but we'll we'll, we'll see it out right instead of like sitting back and overthinking it he's like make a decision go with it and accept the consequences i think that's like a sign of his maturity as well and confidence I guess. yeah and plus it's not really he's not really making a decision if you think about <coughs> it all he's doing is saying Let's leave the status quo right where it is while we consider to understand our options in the situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So she can yeah. stay for now. Yeah, stay we'll for now. She's already there, so just yeah. let her hang around, eat some pastries, blah blah blah. Yeah. I, st- I still love Breeze. <laughs> I like him even more now because of the fact that he can actually be like caught off guard and befuddled. I mean Yeah. Because he, unf- he seems always unflappable. I'm thinking about even when he's like riding away from the army on the horse and blah, blah, blah. And he gets sets down. Oh. He comes into uh, Itadel. He's like, yeah, man, you know what? I'm, I'm good. <laughs> he gets here. He's like, oh, but, uh, but, oh no. Oh, well, well, see, I, don't, I, didn't, I didn't know that girl. Mm-hmm. What, what, what happened was, what happened was. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> I love it. Oh, yeah. So anything from this, uh, I mean, this whole chapter is based around this. I mean, it's a very short chapter, literally only yeah. like a few pages. Um, mm-hmm. And it's mostly the dialogue of, of them bashing on Breeze and Breeze trying to defend himself. Yep. Um, yeah. So anything else you missed before you move into the mist? Nothing really. All right. Chapter 22. Um, yeah, there's, there's another one of these little, like, little epigraphs or whatever but this one this one's short there's not much to it so i was going to read out loud um just more about he was not argumentative um chaos and stability the mist was both that's how we start this um so vin's in the mist from vin's point of view um and, and she's over here kind of like fretting 
of her losing control and the changing circumstances and everything that's changing around her. And she just wants to get out and, you know, changing but internal. Yep. So she's having a little bit of a self-crisis, I guess, kind of sort of little mini one. Yeah, it's almost talk. like she's having an internal conflict ever, ever since the um, Lord Ruler, you know, went down. You see the yeah. changes in the in the mist. You almost feel like there's a tie to Vin in the mist because yeah. <clears throat> she's like, whether it's because like Kelsier's not there anymore or just the whole team dynamic shifting or whatever it may be, she's definitely uh, like not as uh, not as stable, I guess, as she mm-hmm. was in the past. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't feel and like she's, she's ever been that confident stable. about anything ever. Yeah, I mean, I feel like I mean, and again, I I keep coming back to her age. You know, mm-hmm. she's young. I mean, she also did something that no one thought could even be done: taking down the Lord Ruler. Um, right. Yeah, I think she's she's struggling a lot, but I've she also lost her mentor. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think about the fact that, you know, my boss uh, at my job is retiring in November. I just came in in June. I'm still like learning from this dude. And then like I only got a few months with him and he's going to be out. And I'm like, what is it going to be like for me when he like he's gone? You know, I don't have him mm-hmm. as a, you know, someone I can lean on. And I feel like that's the same thing with with then. I mean, because she's a misborn. You know, it's not right. like she has a lot of people that she can like, you know, lean on. Yeah. I mean, there's other Alamancers around, but. Right now, she's only got one other Mistborn she can kind of quote unquote learn from, and he's half, you know, half insane. Possibly, we don't know, you know, what that insanity is like and what's going on there. So, uh, yeah, I feel like she's she's in a bad state, unfortunately. Um, yeah. But I feel like pretty much all of it is just based on the fact that she doesn't really have anybody who can be her rudder right now. So, yeah. So the reason why she's also out there, she's searching for someone in particular, which is Ham. Uh, or she's stalking him at least. You know, he's he's kind of walking around. She's quietly like moving around. And the whole reason why is she's trying to get close enough to flare her bronze and see if he is the Chandra. Um, right. Yeah. And as soon as she does, Osir jumps out and howls. Um, and you know, Sam spins around really fast and flares Peter. And of course, Finn detects it right away. And mm-hmm. before Ham can react and, and, and land a punch on us here, and Finn's like, oh, it's, it's me, Ham. It's me, Ham. Shut, shut, shut. Yeah. So, he's like, Vin, what are you doing out here? Why are you like, it's like, I'm sorry. You know, the hound startled you. We're just out doing, yeah, because of some excuse or whatever. Right. Um, but then get to a conversation, you know, it quickly uh, evolves into a conversation around like ATM. Like she's out of ATM. How, how do, you know, Peter arms are the ones that usually fight. They're the thugs. They're the guys that get out front and, and punch things. Um, so, you know, if they run into a misborn, you know, what kind of tips does she have for them? Um, and, you know, and basically he has really, you know, pretty straightforward answer. That's, you know, was pretty obvious at the same time. It's a, it's a good answer. I mean, he says, there's two ways. You either surprise them or before they convert ATM, or you, you put them in an unavoidable trap where, Everywhere is a loss, um, right? I mean, it may, it it just always makes. I'm a big chess player, so it always makes me think of like chess. Like when you ever do a, a smother mate. Uh, I don't know if you ever done smother mate. It's really yeah, it rare like chess. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, it's super rare. It's done with a knight when literally you move the knight to a position where the knight can't, uh, the king can't move, 
mm-hmm. and only the knight is checking them and they're like in the middle of the war but they're surrounded by pieces so they can't move and they're smothered but yeah right it's unavoidable yeah it's just I've done it like twice in my life, which is, I always makes me feel good. But anyway, uh, so maybe think of that. Uh, just you know, the, how to beat ATM. You put them in a place where every outcome loses. That's right. That's the only way. So, any thoughts about this? I felt like I felt like the surprise tactic wasn't really. I mean, could that work? I, how do you surprise a misborn if they can like sense another misborn through like alimantic pulses, like? I, I felt like the surprise tactic wasn't good, but the cornering and like the unavoidable trap was good. Um, mm-hmm. So, well, you're also getting advice from an Alamancer, not from another Mistborn, too. Yeah. So I take it. I take it with a grain of salt. You know. Good point. Because how does he know? It seems how does, like how does he really know? You know. Yeah. Well, it seems like the lack of ATM is a problem. So in some form or fashion, you know, Ben's going to have to figure out how to fight without it and how to beat a uh, misborn with ATM. So, right. Raffo? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Of course, mm-hmm. it's going to be Raffo. Yeah. I think the uh, surprise him thing is more apropos than the whole trying to corner somebody and put them in a situation where they can't escape or overcome. Uh, I, I think that's unlikely. I mean... I, I just don't see that happening, but I, I can see it happening where it's like you really surprise somebody and they have no idea they're being attacked and, you know, you get them before they can even burn the adium. I think that's probably the, the better play. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We shall see. Yeah. Uh, Vin kind of surprised Shan in the first book and it wasn't ATM that really helped. Yeah. That's what your wife said. Well, <laughs> very astute, honey. <laughs> but it was ATM, so that doesn't really help. Oh, <laughs> she gets a pass. She just got caught up today. So. There you go. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. True. So, yeah. Um, so, this is kind of how we end the conversation with Ham. And then they make it to kind of a top of a wall, I guess. It's a rooftop, the top of a wall. And then um, we get into the kind of meat and potatoes of this chapter, I think at least, is that conversation that they have that she has with Osir. So let's that was talk kind about of a that. profound conversation between them. Yes, very much so. <laughs> like a very uh, pivotal conversation they had. Just with. Yeah. Just why she. Pretty much. Hates- yeah. Like, yeah. like cleaning the slate, like airing it out, right? You were going to mm-hmm. say. Like, yeah. why don't you like me? Why don't I like you? Let's talk about it. Um, exactly. So Finn finally like let it out. And Osir was like, yeah, well, that's that's part of the contract. That's bullshit. I mean, whatever. Yeah. I'm not offended. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, and then it gets it gets into the kind of the history behind Condra, and he he lets a little, little bit out there about like why they have the contract, and you learn a lot the history of the Condra and how, you know, when they were created, when they first started coming around, um, they did have the ability to be more powerful, but something about Mistborn, where there are a lot more of them, they could do something to them. Um, but he left it vague on purpose. Um, you know, and, and she's just kind of wondering like, so what? And it's like, so they would have hunt us down and killed all of us. Um, if we didn't make the contract because men, that's what men do. If they fear something, they eradicate it. That's, that's what people do. <laughs> it's human nature. So, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. the contract is a way of preserving themselves. So, like if we could honor this code of contract where we don't operate outside of our own little, you know, groups, unless we're under contract, 
um, it protects us because then they don't right. have to fear us. And it's almost like a religion to them. Like they will not break contract because that's so ingrained in their culture. Right. Um, but yeah, going back to the whole Aaron and grievances thing, that was interesting too. You know, like, you know, do you hate me because I ate his bones? And she's like, no, I hate you because you didn't tell me or you didn't tell any of us. Like you knew Kelsey was going to die because, because he told you like his plan and you're the only one that knew. Right. And he didn't tell any of us. Like, that's why I don't like you. Like, but that's not his problem. That's her problem. Yeah. Right. Cause he was like, not telling you was part of the agreement. Right, I was not exactly. allowed to tell you for the, for the right. contract. Right, so he did exactly yeah. what he's supposed to do. Yep. So, so what are your thoughts on on all this on 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 that big coming together? I mean, I think this was a big, like you said, airing grievances and like kind of clearing the clearing the slate, so maybe they can work better as a team now going forward. Um, maybe building some little trust. I mean, obviously, Osir has this whole thing where he doesn't really like people in general. I mean, he even admits to that. He's like, yeah, this is contracts. Like, I don't, I don't really care for my masters. And they go into the whole thing about being beaten and, you know, like, it's like, yeah, but you know, I come from rough area too. It's like, yeah, but you can't, you know, you can't understand how it is to be a chondra where literally I can't be killed by being beat. So like I can literally be killed in the morning and serve dinner for you at night. Like, and I have had, had masters like that. So it was, it was interesting <laughs> because then Vin comes back and talks about Cayman and how he used to beat the crap out of her. Yeah. And mm-hmm. that brought Osir and Vin like to a similar level where Osir was like, oh, wow. Like, and then there's that realization that Vin and, and Osir met when, when he was Lord Renault or whatever. Um, and he mm-hmm. just assumed he was part of Kelsier's, she was part of Kelsier's crew. This allowed him to see more of her backstory and that like she really comes from a rough background, got abused by Cayman, like lived in the streets, blah, 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 blah. So like, I think uh, Osher was able to see like, damn, she's been through some stuff too. Like that's, you know, it kind of balances the playing field a little bit. Cause I think, you know, <clears throat> he was looking to her as a master Granted, he says, like, you're one of the better masters I've ever had, which is like a compliment mm-hmm. from a Chandra. Um, yeah. But it lets him realize that she is a better master because she's been through similar things that he's been through. So, right. I, I just love Osir's comment about like Kelsier, where she's like talking to him. It's like, well, you know, you served Kelsier for two years, and, you know, Kelsier wasn't, you know, wasn't that kind of master to you. <laughs> and and Osir is, wasn't he? She goes, no. He goes, Oh well, if you command me to believe that, then yes. Poor guy. <laughs> I feel like we're glossing over though. To me, the big the big takeaway in this whole sequence was mm-hmm. she's trying because he's like, "Hey, why would we do this like sneak up on ham thing?" Yeah. And she's like, tells it. She's like, "Oh, okay. Well, you know, we're just trying to you know suss out whether or not you know he can actually use alamancy and. He's like, oh, okay, I kind of get it. And then he is so evasive about her questions about using allomancy. And so he kind of says, nope, we're not allomancers. Because she said, they have confirmed it, that a conjurer can't absorb the bones of an allomancer and then become an allomancer. But there is nothing that said they couldn't already be allomancers before they absorb the bones and still have allomancy powers. 
So she asks him like point blank. She's like, can you do that? And he's like, nah. <laughs> but it's just the way he says that. And then she kind of asks some other questions later on. And I'm like, it doesn't mean he can't use Farrakimi. So I'm like, I'm uh, still thinking there might be something I, else there. I just I I just picture Osteer like as Dave Chappelle on the stand, like I plead the fifth. A fifth. <laughs> One, two, three, four, five, fifth. One, two, three, four, five. <laughs> he just keeps going in different variations of saying the fifth. Yes. Yes. I mean, that's him. He's so evasive in that moment. And I'm like, this guy is not gonna give up the goods. He's not. No. But he's like, yeah, mm. well, uh, you know, I I don't know what I don't I don't I don't uh what are we talking about? <laughs> so he's good. He's good. He'd definitely be good on stand. That's all I'm saying. He'd be good on the stand. Yeah. <laughs> no. Nah, if it and actually he even talk, uh, references the contract a bunch of times. He's like, yeah, well, you know, the context is I don't have to answer that, so I'm not going to. Uh, right. Right. But he hints around a few things. I mean, he definitely says that the contract were scared of myth misborn. And she takes note of that, saying, like, yeah, huh, why? And he's like, I don't think I can answer that. <laughs> but, but uh, we scared of you. And there's not as many Mistborn now as there were back then. Right. He says that. And I was like, oh, yeah. what happened to the Mistborn then? So, mm -hmm. I don't, I, yeah. man, I feel like, Alondo theory here, <laughs> I feel like there was some selective breeding going on from a thousand years ago whether it was the mm -hmm. lord ruler or whatever i mean we've already got the terrorist people have already been through this like selective breeding so we know it's already happening right sure then we have this coloss conundrum whatever you yeah. call that weird breeding something happening there right then we've got you know oh well only the no nobility have the ability to have like you know allomancy or misborn powers etc it mm -hmm. can't go down to the ska then it even talks about like the way like certain people are certain heights and things like that there is a bunch of selective breeding mutation or i won't say mutation exactly but something there's some genetic manipulation happening here um okay. that i think that the lord ruler was doing and that's the reason why everybody's all over the place and i think that the conjure is part of it i don't know exactly how yet but mm. this all kind of feels like this has all been engineered some mm. way or another we just don't know how and why and i think because all these records are lost no yeah. one knows how or why so that's yeah. my theory okay Interesting. We'll see how we'll see if that theory holds up, but <laughs> I like it. No, I like it. Sure. Uh Raffo. <laughs> mm -hmm. I mean, that's all I'm gonna say about any of that. But um right. And then after you know, much thought about everything, uh Vin goes back to asking about Kelsier. Um and asking asking about his life before Kelsier even recruited him. I mean, she asked him, you know, what was your life like? And his answer is I don't understand how that has to do with find the imposter. So why would you even ask that? And she's like it doesn't. I'm just trying to get to know you better. Like, I figure we can be friends or something. Right. <laughs> He's like, yeah. He just gets quiet. <laughs> She's like, yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh -huh. Uh -huh. Um, yeah. So, and then, and then after that, that's when they get into the whole thing about being beat and stuff like that. And he kind of goes in like, yeah. Um, yeah. They, 
they can't kill you though. Like they can beat you, but they can't like literally kill you and then just feed you new bones and then do that over and over again. Cause they can do that to us. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I guess vengeance was, I don't know. People are strange. Um, and, and it's interesting. I mean, cause it's almost like they have this like bonding moment, you know, like, but at the same time, there's still that, that hesitant. Yeah. There's still a divide between them. They're getting closer. Yeah. But there's still a divide there. Yeah. And there's a lot of talk of like, you know, what have, you know, can a Chandra act without a contract? And that was like when he starts talking about, you know, the history of the contract and stuff like that, you know, but, you know, cause they asked about that, like, cause could a Chandra kill someone if he wasn't under contract? Mm-hmm. And I was just like, no, no, everything's the contract. Like we don't leave our, our people unless we're in a contract. Like, and in fact, you have to take a certain amount of years off between contracts or whatever. Um, I think he said that. Like, if my contract was was voided, then I would have to go back and wait mm-hmm. a while before I can retake another one. Yeah, I need so. to see one of these Council of Conjure meetings. Because, um. right? I feel like it's it's all like <laughs> up in the air right now. I'm like, I, w- I want to see what happens at these uh these special you know council meeting sessions that they have where they like. Well, you, you're a picture about- the Je- you're a picture the Jedi Council, you know, like where it's like a round room. Yeah, and they're, and, they're, and they're and they're all kind of around there, except instead of like. Jedi's is just like bags of antlers. Just to yes, like- yes, <laughs> has to be right. <laughs> and some of the bags of antlers are actually crammed in, you know, just like the Jedi Council. I mean, yeah, I'm like, I'm just, I want to, I want to see these guys sit around just a bunch of like just beanbag chairs of like skin, and they're just like, and so we have agreed that unless people specifically request it. And it's part of the contract. They will not know that we love popcorn. Okay. Very good. Very good. Yeah. On to the next <laughs> item. I want to see that boring ass meeting the Conjure have where they like establish all these rules. Yeah. I mean, I guess the number one rule though is is basically the fight club rules, right? Yeah. I mean, because the first rule of Conjure is you don't talk about Conjure. About and the second rule of Conjure <laughs> is you don't talk about Conjure. What do you think Conjures look like in their true form? I just said beanbags. That's what they look oh, just like. Beanbags? They're beanbags. Okay. They're beanbag chairs. That's all they are. You know? Okay. Yeah. Just, just blobs. Have you ever seen the blob? Yeah. <laughs> they look like Grimace without the skeleton. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> um, awesome. Uh, um, and doesn't Vin say something about like actually, you know, taking the contract away or something like that? I, I'm trying to remember if that's. I don't remember. Yeah, I think, oh, yeah. she tries to like void the contract, right? Yeah. And he refuses. He's like, yeah, you can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, that's when he goes on saying like, yeah, uh, I wish I will. It's like, I would, if you wish, I will free you from a contract is what she says. And Esther says, and what would that change? Um, I just go get another contract. Right. right. She's like, well, at least can you accept my apology? He goes, um, he's like, it'd be foolish if I resented you for, yeah, for following your contract. Um, yep, still doesn't fix things. I still have to wear this cursed dog body. I, I you know, and goes on about how he doesn't necessarily like that he's gotten used to the dog. There, he does see some advantages now, um, but at the same time, he's not really happy about wearing a dog's body. Um, but he's he's warming up to it very slowly. There are some advantages to the dog. Mm-hmm. Anything else from all this before? Nothing for me. I think they're lizard people. I think they look like lizards. Mm-hmm. They're like V. 
What is that show? Yeah, the show's called V, right? And it's like they pull it, peel back their skin and it's just like lizard people. <laughs> so that's what you're saying? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So then as they're talking, they get cut short because all of a sudden she hears footsteps and no one should be out this time of night. So she's like, suddenly goes in straight like Zane is Zane, like panic mode. And she yeah. sees him, sees him kind of in the mist and it's this tall figure, too tall for Zane. And mm-hmm. she's like getting, getting ready for like a fight, a fight mode, you know, kind of thing. And just kind of peers out there. And it's like, wait a second. Is that the terrorist man? Is that? It's Sazed. It's your boy Sazed. It's Sazed. That's right. That's right. <laughs> the moment she said it was he was too tall, I was like, well, there's very strict guidelines on these like different people types. Mm-hmm. So the moment she said too tall, I was like, well, that's definitely Sazed. Who else yeah. is it going to be? So yeah. Ah, Lady Ven. I was beginning to wonder how long it would take you to find me. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. So. Um. He comes back and he says, uh, you know, we need to talk. We got problems. She's mm-hmm. like, what is it? He has problems. Like, lots of problems. We got to get everybody together. So, yeah. Um, and that's how we end this chapter. Yep, yep. Problems. There'd be problems. Yeah. I mean, so that, I mean, the bulk of this chapter, like I said, the media is, is really about the Contra. And I love Contra, by the way. Um, I know they seem kind of gross um, in their own way, but just it's a really just unique creature in fantasy worlds. Like, but. Yeah, I love Contra. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely unique in terms of I've never heard of anything like it in any other media type I have encountered. So yeah, even like comic books or anything like. I mean, I guess you have like what's, yeah, um, um, you have what's her name uh, from from X Men that can kind of mimic other people and stuff like that, but still not Mystique. Mystique, yeah. Yeah, but, but that's, still that's not, not the same. The same. No, the same no. <laughs> we have entire race of people. Like she still that. has to be, but she still has to be a human or humanoid right. type entity. She can't just like morph and become like a different like animal or right. something like that. Right. Well, I just think about if they didn't have a contract, you could you could like kill someone, right? Take their bones, and then anyone that trusts those bones that you are now the form of. They trust you, right? You get in the circle, mm-hmm. you just kill the next person and deplete like trees that way. Family trees or like social sure. networks that way. Like that's such a powerful if you're if yeah. you're doing bad things, right? I don't know how you would use it for good, right? Because you have to take bones they, and that Yeah, but they take they the die. Yeah. They, they I mean they take their job very seriously and learning everything about the person they're about to take over. So right. they can mimic everything. Like mm-hmm. they research as much as possible. So the closest thing I can think of as I've been reading is um Kirby <laughs> from uh <laughs> Nintendo. You know, all I think of is Kirby <laughs> he like sucks him up. <laughs> Kirby because does a that, giant like, hammer. Every, in every game he like sucks people up and he becomes like them, like some like form of them or whatever. So that's all I can think of is Kirby. Do um, they have to be uh like living things that they have to eat to become or can it be like anything like kirby like working on a hammer or something like that it just i don't know laying there lay on the shelf listening to everything as a spy is like a random spear oh okay um could they just i don't know i mean we we don't have a confirmation of that like you know i know i'm just asking she's a kirby so i'm going down there (laughs) yeah i mean like if you like if if he like in like in 
ingested like a whole like block of stone or something. Could you just like be that block of stone? stone? I have no idea. Sanderson, give us the answers. <laughs> Are the book the well, book might mention bones? Like, yeah. Do they have to have bones? They have to have yeah, they talk about bones a lot. Um, so yeah, that part kind of sounds Look like that's important, right? Yeah. <laughs> Look at the bones. Look at the that's bones. Right. <laughs> it is the rabbit. <laughs> Behind the rabbit? No, it is the rabbit. You know, the other thing the other thing kind of reminds me of as well, which is kind of the more freaky thing, like the Native American uh tradition of skinwalkers and things like that. If you uh-huh. go back to cryptology or whatever, the you know, like that skinwalkers can be deer or dogs or humans or whatever. And I mean, that's, it goes back to native American, like legend and lore of like scary things like Sasquatch and all sorts of that. Um, I don't know if you talk to Appalachian people, they say skinwalkers are real, but yeah, conjure a lot like that. Um, yeah. yeah. A lot of this stuff that we read though, in sci-fi, if you really ask the authors enough questions, they can trace okay. it back to something so, they have something heard. Where the you know, yeah, which is the reason why that's that's the reason why it's so good, because yeah. it's grounded in something that is like either myth or lore or legend or something, sure. and so it's it's it just has gravity just because of that. So, yeah, I'm yeah. not surprised, not surprised by yeah. that at all. Yep. Yeah. You guys ready for chapter twenty three? Yep. Yep. The terrorists rejected him, but he came to lead them. I'll read that one. It's a short. Um, so Sazed's now, um, we're fast forwarding, um, cause Sazed's now talking to, I guess, uh, Ellen and everyone saying that, Hey, King Lacal, uh, your boy Jastis has, uh, 20,000 Coloss. I didn't realize Ellen's... it was that many, by the way. Yeah. 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 That wasn't <laughs> really made clear. There was 20,000 of them. I was like, damn, dude. Jeez. Yeah. Which is easily as dangerous as stress fifty thousand men, probably even more dangerous because they start going into like the history of the Coloss and like, yeah, I think he talks about how like, just like a cup like a small bit of Coloss just like almost wiped out an entire like legion of the, of another army like, they, yeah, just yeah, I track the numbers. It's one to five is what they were saying. Yeah, one to five. So, so twenty thousand Coloss can take out a hundred thousand dudes. 000. That's two other armies of about yeah. 50,000, which is what we're looking at right now, by the way. Yeah. It's two armies of about 50,000 and yeah. then a 20,000 strong Coloss army. Yeah. So basically, they could get into war and probably be like a zero-sum game. Mm. Yeah. It's bad news all around. Yeah. And, and your boys here, too. Your boys' clubs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Club clubs set slumped in the side, bitch. And his general club's grumpiness. <laughs> I love clubs, though. That grump, that grump. Love the it. Grump. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Um, so, yeah, Sazes so just kind of giving his whole report, um, you know, and how's you controlling them? And, and Sazes so like, I don't know. Um, yeah. Yeah, uh, that part I still have... get. that is still, that is hurting my brain to understand exactly how they're being controlled. Yeah, I mean, because even the way it was explained was like, oh yeah, you know, if they just want to just go off and, because they were talking about how like what what they would do after the Lord Ruler died, yeah, and there were like some coloss that were like in the servitude of I can't remember who, but mm-hmm. and they went crazy, turned on 
They're the Lord the Ruler. It was, in the, it was in the South after the collapse. So after the there Lord Ruler is. died. Right. Yeah. Ham was telling us here a story that like in the South, there was um, the same happened in the Northwest. Lord Set, lands were being flooded by refugees. Set tried to recruit the Colas garrison from his own lands. Uh, and they actually did fall for a time. Um, but then, you know, they broke off. They lost nearly 2,000 soldiers just to kill 500 Colas. 500. So, yeah. Um, so I'm trying to figure out how is he keeping 20,000 in check? Uh, that they, just they doesn't know what the like what the house of Lacall did uh, in the in the last book. Uh, what I do mean, you mean? So, like Jastis. Well, like remember, yeah, like what did their house do? Because remember, each of the houses had their own uh, yeah. role, right? Um, I'm just wondering if we could remember that. Yeah, it's a good question. No. I don't remember uh, either, and I've read these books multiple times. Oh. So, um, someone in chat oh, yeah. probably—I don't know. Well, someone in chat will probably be like, "Yeah, so the locales are." Yeah, and- someone look it up on Google and put it in the chat, please. <laughs> we can't because we don't want to have the spoilers. Up. But <laughs> yeah, help um, us out. Yeah, but Jesse's was best friends with Ellen. I knew that much from the first. But that's yeah, um, right. Uh, yeah. Uh, but are the colors under control? Yes. They have to be kind of because they 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 felt and I'm just going based off of what happened when Sazed roamed into camp, right? They caught Sazed, they took him to the main guards, uh, the main I don't know underlings of Jastes, and then handed him off. That's control, right? There was like no bartering that had to happen there. They just knew that they needed to do that. They were following directions. I consider that control. Now, maybe it's very tentative. Um, you know, maybe it's like on a razor thin wire of trust, but either way it goes, there's still some like modicum of control there. But again, yeah. I feel like the whole thing can collapse in a in a heartbeat. Um yeah. yeah, I'm I'm again, I wouldn't be surprised if they like roam out to that camp later and find just a whole bunch of like half eaten humans. That's all I'm saying. So, yeah, I wouldn't. I don't trust it. But they've gotten yeah. they've gotten this far, and this close. Know. I mean, they ask. They yeah. ask clubs even ask how far away are they? And he says it took me a little over a week to get here. Right. Says, uh, you know, and they're camped about the same time away. But you know, they weren't in any hurry. Looks like. Yeah. But but if they decided to quickly march about a week. The um, whole thing just like I don't get it. So how is he controlling them? So. Yeah, they had those little pouches. Remember, what were we never we don't know what those little, little pouches are that they have. The, the scrotum bags, the scrotum bags, yeah, the scrotum bags. Yeah. Uh-huh. And maybe maybe they're slightly controlled because like they were going off and just randomly killing you know other bolas yeah. in the other chapter. Yeah. So maybe they're just partially controlled. I'm wondering maybe like the promise of uh, you know an impending battle or something because they just they seem like the type of race that just loves to just roam the countryside and just kill things right so maybe they're under the promise that like they're getting ready to kill a lot of shit so they're like all right well we'll wait yeah, until we get to do that they're also not really it's kind of a week but they're not really afraid yeah. of death though too like death is not like a thing where there's like you know like they cower in fear or whatever it's like they don't care about killing each other and like ah whatever death just happens amongst us because what i thought for like a half second last uh chapter or episode was I was like what if they're dying from something and he has some cure that can keep them alive I was like oh maybe that's the thing 
but they're not really scared of death like that. And I was like, ah, it doesn't really check out or match up. So I'm still just trying to figure out what is it that that he has that compels them to want to follow him. It's not blind loyalty. We know that. So, oh, we lost Alan. Uh-oh. All right. Well, until Alan comes back, we're going to just like rewatch episodes of The Simpsons. <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> Pulling it up now. Uh, nice. <laughs> Make sure it's going to be sharing. It's got to be the Mr. Plow episode. That's the only one that matters right now. <laughs> All right, Mr. Plow. I love the I love the jacket he wears with the little fur collar on it and everything. There's Alan. He's back. So I guess you guys got bingo now. My internet dropped. Hey! <laughs> oh, that's right. It was a bingo. Oh, I forgot. Bingo was on the cards for this. Oh well, man! Literally, Alan, my, you, it's you... like tries like your internet has has dropped. Like try try again. I was like, nice. Oh, I forgot that that was one of our bingo items. <laughs> Alan, I, you, you are beholden to bringing that bingo card up. I bet. I feel like we're there, man. No, it's there. You got it. You got it. Well, no, Two episodes. Uh, that was it. So um, you got uh, Scar. Scar's afraid of the mist. Free uh-huh. card. Alana mentions bag of antlers. Uh, Kel's referred to as a DD and internet drops midstream. So uh, oh, bingo. That is bingo. bingo. Uh, <laughs> I remember when I put that on there too. I was like, the internet's going to drop at some point in time. One of us is going to have a problem. It's just going to drop. I mean. Internet does what internet does. So. Of course, my internet decides to randomly drop. Okay, so. <laughs> cool. I mean, bad yeah, for you, but cool for Bingo. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just do a quick tell some Alan stories. No, don't. <laughs> oh, man. Shoot. Dang it. Dang it. <laughs> we should have read and spoke quicker. <laughs> so I missed a lot of what you were saying, Alondo, but uh, I'm sure it was really profound. Well, that's and fine. Well, no, no, <laughs> we, we were not talking about inappropriate things at all. Just we were right on topic. It's like when a teacher goes out into the hall into the hall and leaves the classroom and they come back in. It's like, what were y'all doing? It's like, we were reading the book. book. <laughs> <laughs> sure you were. Sure. Sure. Mm-hmm. <sighs> so, yeah. Um, so they're kind of anxious about all this. I mean, this is, this is, they don't know what to think of it. Cause I mean, it could be a good thing. It could be a horrible thing. Uh, if it, if they attack the other two armies, that's great. They'll, we can, they stand the most to gain from that. Right. But it, it's a freaking Colossus army, which is terrifying. Cause well, those things are just, yeah. Yeah. Insane. Flaps can yeah. And yeah, and even Ellen says, I don't like the idea of Colos being an area. I don't care how much of an advantage it is. If they attack the city, like we're screwed. Um, so yeah. um yeah, and Doxon kind of the, the man of the word of words of wisdom, you know. I say uh to worry about it when they arrive. Uh, until that continue our plan as intended. That's all you can do. Yep. Um and then they ask you, Caesar, you mentioned some other news. Um, you know, and, and that's when he gets into the whole thing about uh, the mist. Yeah. And Vin perks up right away. He's like, do tell. Mm. <laughs> so yes, yeah, so apparently the mist is on daytime and it's killing people. And they're like, yeah. And they kind of really skeptical about this, but Vin's just like, yeah, it's moving in larger patterns, like, like a rivers and, and say, so it's like, yeah, just like that. Yeah. Um, it's like soupy fog. Yeah. But still can't enter buildings or tents. It evaporates as soon as it does. Right. But, this tank keeps them away. 
Yeah, the st- stank. Yeah, Scott stank. It's potent stuff. Yeah. I, so I, I mean, I still, I still don't quite understand though why in the world they were questioning Sazed. Sazed comes back with this knowledge, mm-hmm. and he's actually being questioned, and they're like, "Oh, well, maybe." Maybe you didn't see what you thought you saw. I mean, of all people that you would question, yeah, yeah, that part just did it didn't quite mesh up with me. Well, I was also, like, "Come on, guys!" But this is also, yeah, he's also presented as not what he witnessed, but what the aftermath, and that it could have been them being bad. He presents it. He presents it kind of in a in a wish washy way. At least that's how I read it. Yeah, I, but I, I I can see that. Yeah, but still, it, then he starts going to a little bit more explanation about the fact that he followed up on the stories he was told. And I'm like, yeah. yeah, that just doesn't, it doesn't, I guess it just seems weird to me that the rest of the crew, any member of the crew would even take two seconds to doubt what says saying. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is says I mean, if he tells you something, odds are there's legitimacy to it. Yeah. It's funny. His response though, his response is like, you know what? I got more research to do. So he's like, because that's the way says yeah. it is. Yeah. Even though says yeah. has every reason to believe that what he's saying is true. He's still going to be like, yeah, well, you know, I see your side of it too. Um, so he's going to do his due diligence to say, well, let me just, you know, double, triple check it. But really he has no reason to, I mean, yeah, he's already been double and triple checking this because he was also skeptical before he even brought the issue to them. He was already out in the, uh, the countryside checking in on what's yeah. going on with the mist and everything. So what do you think about Sazed admitting Marsh and all that? He didn't bring any of that up as well. Yeah. I mean, uh, that part. I still, and I'm glad you bring that up. Cause it's like, he didn't say a darn thing about that. Yeah, Nothing. About Marsh and going to the cancer, the, the, the whatever the, the, the cancer Marsh's concerns. None of it. He didn't say yeah. a, a dark, I was like, why is he keeping that secret? Finding that plate and doing his rubbings and everything. Right. Like All of it. Because yeah, he would have been there much quicker if that yeah. hadn't come up. You know, but and then why why is it Marsh there? Now Marsh is obviously moving slower than Says it is because you know, Says it you know, used Fair Kimmy to get there quicker and all that. But yeah, the the all of that just seems really weird. So so, so fun facts. So uh, House Lacal was not doesn't have a specialty according to its lore, but the Keep Lacal was inspired by the Luxor Hotel in Vegas. <laughs> the ballroom was inspired by the Luxor Hotel. I think everything is inspired by the so, Luxor Hotel. <laughs> I mean, it, it so is House like Lacal high. just controlled all the gambling. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, that's what they were. They they controlled right. Well, the Luxor doesn't control all the gambling. That's a little small, like cheap hotel on the on the very very south side of the of the strip. Part of the gambling. Yes. Yeah. yeah, they had some casinos. I mean, the inside of Luxor is not that impressive. The outside's really impressive. The inside's like it. No, no, the inside's kind of yeah, cool because it, it because is kind of cool. These like hotel rooms kind of come up. All the rooms going up the side. Yeah, but it's all hotel rooms. Yeah. Like it's not. Like, and the sure. elevators yeah. are kind of cool. The way they kind of go. Sure. Okay. So that's my thinking okay, on that. Okay. So, okay. Right. Okay. So I'm gonna give you a little <laughs> bit of pushback on that one. <laughs> <laughs> I was not as I thought it'd be a whole lot cooler than just hotel rooms. So it made me remind me of like NBC oh. Suites. Like like you know yeah. NBC Suites, yeah. you like walk in, it's all the hotel rooms going up. I mean, yeah, it's in the pyramids form, but like I was like right. gonna go in, it's gonna be really cool, like 
It's LAG not like going like, into like uh, Paris or going into uh, the Venetian, yes. where it's like you right. know the, the the yeah, the ours is like painted or something. something. Yeah, it's like over the top. Yeah. You go in, there's just hotel rooms everywhere. It's like you go into Paris, it looks like you're underneath the Eiffel Tower right. and the whole deal. <laughs> yeah, I got you. I got yeah. you. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, you're well, right. It, it's, they're the they're the new uh, they're the the sphere. I don't know if you've seen pictures of that. Yeah. So there's a and there's a live cam feed you can watch of that anytime you want. Um, and I do sometimes. I just put it on the background, like on my TV here in the, in the home office, yeah. and just watch and see what's going on the sphere. Um, yeah. And during YouTube, YouTube concert the other night, the first concert. That's right. This is the first concert that yeah, yeah. That, that performed inside. And supposedly inside, it's supposed to be just as cool, it's crazy, yeah, and technologically advanced. They have like all this stuff that actually pinpoints what you hear depending on the seat you're in. So theoretically, you could hear um, they could have it segmented out where you hear someone doing a presentation in the language that you speak. That's how cool that is. And I think That's it's got like cool. smell vision kind of things, too. I think they have the ability cool. to like actually emit smells. Um, all that everyone's listening, everyone's listening to a different concert. That's just, <laughs> yeah. I mean, imagine that though. So, like, you'd be like going to listen to Bjork, and it's like, hey, I want to hear it in my home Icelandic, you know, language. And yeah. other people are like, nah, I want to hear it in English. Yeah, there was a there was there was a a festival or rave I went to, it was, they had a silent tent, so everyone was giving headphones. Yeah. So you walk in and there's no music, but everybody's like dancing and raving, but it's completely silent. So like if you don't have the headphones on, it just looks like it's the most bizarre thing in the entire world. Because like he's walking. This uh, actually, like, this club we're members of, they were going to do something like that too, and they were going to have like a silent party that we could yeah. go to, and everywhere headphones, headphones. Or whatever. But I was you like, take your headphones that. off, it just looks bizarre because everyone's just dancing and like doing all like you know like yeah the music and like it's just completely silent. <laughs> yeah, it looks like Crack Fest '97. Yeah. <laughs> so, anything from the the Sazed uh, debriefing besides all that before we move to Sazed running into an old friend? Nope. All right. So Sazed goes to the guest quarters because um, he he bids himself adieu, um, and you know he's thinking a lot. But then he turns around the corner, and there is another terrorist person. Tendril, she sat in the room by the writing desk, and yep, they of course know each other, and they immediately go into talking about Ellen and training and says its thoughts and back and forth. So, just just what are your thoughts about the Tendril and Sazed interactions? Well, first of all, they know each other mm-hmm. from back in the day. Yeah. Second of all, she was sent there by Sazed. Big reveal mm-hmm. there, right? Yeah. Then, third thing, says it's a rebel, which mm-hmm. just like blew my mind. I'm like, says it's a rebel. <laughs> he's the wild card. He's, he's Mr. Pinned up, uh, pinned up, uh, button down shirt kind of dude, and he's yeah. the wild card. Wow. In their culture, you know, it's uh, you know, when you have yeah, that's uh. <laughs> He's the James Dean of the of the bunch <laughs> of the, of the terrorist men. and they even yep. say like you know the terrorist people are really upset with Stacey right now because you know yeah like, they're, they're, uh, he's he's you know he already went against their orders once already with this whole Lord Ruler stuff and he's like oh and but, it's it, but it resulted like, in the Lord Ruler's death though so yeah he's like hey listen I got things done though you hey, know <laughs> hey, I'm taking care of business yeah. <laughs> 
Um, and, and, you know, the, the, they'd also given orders that he was supposed to be out teaching, not returning to Luthadel. Uh, right. He stands his ground saying like, hey, I, there's more important things going on than me teaching yeah. like, right now. Yeah. So he's, he's, yeah. So again, he, he's a rebel. I like it. But it does also, of yeah. course, removes, you know, what's her name? Ten, is it Tindwill? Ten, Tindwill? Tindwill? What's her Tindwill. name? Tindwill. Tindwill. Anyway, but it, re- it removes her from suspicion of being a Chondra, you know, because number one, mm-hmm. memory. Number two, she's kind of battling him, like on the whole, like, you know, you could have been like the new master, master person, yeah. in, you know, that whole deal. I mean, it's Chondra kind of wouldn't do that. Yeah. So it, yeah, so it's kind of a big deal, you know. He yeah, been, well, he's well known. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. yep. So, uh, yeah, but a lot of stuff in that short exchange, uh, a lot of things came out. Um, and then says it's saying, yeah, you 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 you're helping out our boy uh, Ellen pretty well because he knows the change in clothes, change in attitude, all that. So he's like, yep, you're you're leading them down the right path. So he kind of gave his uh, thumbs up, seal of approval. Mm-hmm. So yeah. All good stuff. So, did you did you feel any kind of chemistry between the two of them? I'm gonna reserve my thoughts on that. (laughs) Oh, don't don't reserve thoughts. (laughs) I'm gonna give Will a chance to talk. I'm 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 monopolizing the the podcast. Will you go ahead? (laughs) Yeah. uh, Well, he he was like so tired he didn't want to take a a bath, and then he walked in the room and he's like, "Shit, I'm stinky and dirty." So. Yeah, and, and just the way she was, like, coming down on him pretty hard in a way that, like, it's almost like the the ex-lovers that are still lovers but not kind of thing. So There it is. Yeah, I think there's definitely some chemistry going on there. There um, it is, Will. You yeah. said exactly what I they was got, thinking. Yeah, they got business to attend to, so they're just, yeah. you know, focused uh-huh. on that for now. But on the side, there's some tall people, terrorist people, feelings mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah yeah i don't understand you she repeated quietly you should be a leader among our people says it not the greatest rebel and descendant everyone wants to look up to you but they can't must you defy every order that's given he smiled wanely but did not answer tangible side and rising um she looked at his eyes for a moment then he removed the hand she shook her head and left. That's how we end the chapter. So there's a little bit of those little took each other's hands and said, "You could have been, I, I you could have been everything to me, but uh-huh. you have to be a rebel." <laughs> Why? Wait, wait. So is uh, Tendul a eunuch too? Not only the males are. Only yeah. the males, I would assume, would be eunuchs, right? Yeah, they don't do uh, hysterectomies. Uh, I don't think. Yeah. No. Yeah, I, well, even if you did a hysterectomy, you still women would still have the genit. Tell you, well, yeah, you can't right? do that, but you can you can cut out the ovaries. I mean, that's all. That's the only way of doing equally to what a male right. version of a eunuch. I mean, I guess. I mean, I'm not a, I'm not a doctor, but that, but I've yeah. always assumed is the equivalent of that would be a full hysterectomy. I got a lot of vibes of, and again, I know I keep throwing a lot of stuff back to Game of Thrones, but I got a lot of Grey Worm. Um, what you call? I forgot the lady. Oh my gosh, I forgot her name right now. But because Grey Worm was a eunuch, because he was part of the uh, the Unsullied, mm-hmm. and it was him and that lady, and they yeah. kind of got together. Or, now you're gonna make sure you... you know who I'm talking mm-hmm. about. Really mm-hmm. pretty girl. Mm-hmm. Oh gosh, she was gorgeous. Um, yeah, but I got those kind of vibes 
between Sage and, and Tendwell. I was like, yeah, yeah, it's like even though he's a eunuch, etc., it's just this like love, you know, thing just yeah. pulls them together. And I got that gray worm, which McCall, you know, vibe, yeah, whatever from, it is. Um, yeah, from Game of Thrones. Uh, Danny's, well, sorry, Danny's Maiden, whatever. Yeah. Yeah, right, right, right. And I keep saying Game of Thrones. Y'all know I mean A Song of Ice and Fire, obviously. Yeah, um, yeah but I got those kind of vibes um, from that. Um, yeah, but I, I I, felt like ex-lover, ex-relationship. Will, you and I, same vibe on that one all day. Yep. Uh, now I'm going to look it up because I have to. It oh, is Doria. 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 That's her name? Yeah. Doria. I don't know. That's not. That, that's a, that's a, that's a picture of her. I think it's her. That's her handmaiden. Maybe that's not the right one. Hold on. Okay, because I feel like her name was something different. Nope, that's not her. It was something different. Um, okay. Daria was um, the 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 missing day. Miss, there it is. That, that's there it is. Thank you. Day. There it I is. I just Thank pulled you. up. Yeah, Miss Sunday. There you go. Daria yep. was uh, her handmaiden from the. Um, Nobody googles faster than me. <laughs> the, the the other people, the people, the grass. No, I can't remember anything from Dothraki? Dothraki right now. The Dothraki. Yeah, her handmaiden. Oh, she okay. had. Yeah. He, Oh, 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 but she got, yeah, well, okay. But yeah, she got, she, yeah, 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 she got. Yeah. <laughs> no spoilers, no spoilers. I'm not going to say nothing else, but anyway. Yes, I know exactly who uh, you're talking about. Though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I looked at Daenerys's uh, handmaid, that, and that's the first one. Is it Masande or is it Melisande? Or I can't remember how it's pronounced. Masande. Masande, no, okay. There's no L, I don't think. Okay. So I just looked up. Will, no, Masande, right? Masande, yeah. Okay, yeah, but anyway, anyway. Yeah, that's who I got vibes of is Grey Worm and Masande. So yeah, cool. Thank you all. Are you ready? Appreciate you. Ready? Yep. Ready to move to this last chapter? Yes. All right. Chapter twenty-four. He commanded kings, though he sought no empire. He became greater than all who had come before. Um. So then stands watch um, from her guard post outside of Ellis' balcony because that's what she does. Uh, and she turns on her bronze and immediately detects the misspirit. Uh, so back to the whole misspirit thing, trying to find it. Um, thoughts on all this? I mean, she's also reading through the book or whatever. In other words, you know, I sleep for a few hours a night. Anyway, she's reading expert ex excerpts from that. But yeah, she senses the misspirit. And that's pretty much all we get from that. She says she she used to find comfort, you know, in the mist. In the mist. Now she doesn't. No. So just more of that shift in Vin's feeling in the mist. And and what Sazed's words have been, like something's wrong with the mist. And she's she's definitely harping on, like, what she just read about, like, you know, hearing thumpings, like, alimentic pulses almost. You know, I hear thumping sounds from above, pulses from the mountains, drawing me close Oh, yeah. To yeah, yeah, that comes up a couple. She times. pulls out the 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 page from the logbook because yeah. she's hearing thumpings, and then she remembers that excerpt from the logbook. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah, that was interesting. Yeah, I don't really know what to say about it, but yeah. Well, just thought I'd point that out there. Um, and then we switch to Zane's point of view. It's just a little short bit about Fed, and then we go to Zane, who's looking for men or Vin. <laughs> He's looking for men. <laughs> 
Yeah. <laughs> it's raining, man. Yeah, yeah man. Uh, I, I got confused. Wheel of Time. Men, Vin. Uh, oh, that's right. <laughs> Vin, yeah. Vin, Actually, Men yeah. and Vin kind of got some similarities now that you they, say they, that. They do. And I've always pointed it out. Like, and I wonder. Okay. See, now that you by. said it, I will continue to. Re- I'm going to start pointing those out, too. Nice. They yeah, do. There's a lot of similarities. I always, I, I always wondered if Vin was inspired by men. Uh, Dude. <laughs> you got me thinking now. <laughs> Holy cow. I don't know if Branson I know Branson was a Will of Time fan and and more obviously Will of Time was written. Uh was there, started yeah, there, way before Branson started dude, writing. Now that you right said on. it, I can't unsee it. <laughs> the men There's did. a lot of similarities. There are. Whoa. Uh, okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Anyways. I'm sorry, I've taken this on a on a Completely. We're doing the the wheel of time crossover. Um. So, (laughs) Vin. Um. Yeah. Zane's looking for Vin. Billy Zane's out there at Keep Hastings. Um. Yeah. Looking looking for Vin. Um. Yeah. That's where you know he's met her before. Is out there and she's not showing up. So he's getting a little frustrated. He's like, I. You know, my daddy told me to go find her, become friends. She's not showing up. Well, plus, I mean, they do these like it seems like they do these like regular sparrings. They do, and he's um, looking forward to them as well. And I think he yeah, has. His, there's, yeah, some, yeah. there's some feelings there. There might be some feels. There might be some uh-huh, feels going on. Uh-huh. Of course, there's feels. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. But then, yeah, they do find each other. I mean, it's just a little short, like inner inner thoughts. Any thoughts on that before they run into each other? Mm-mm. Not okay. for me. No. Yeah. So Zane Vin says flat, flatly. <laughs> like i've been waiting i top keep hastings i've been coming she's like i'm not in the mood for sparring anyway like yeah um so she's like i got a headache yeah i got a headache (laughs) (laughs) not tonight not tonight not tonight honey (laughs) (laughs) Uh, yeah so they go back and forth about ellen a little bit yeah and talk about the power so and he keeps like just needling her on this whole you're serving them kind of thing and if, if he told you to kill somebody you would do it blah, mm-hmm. blah 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 and she's like i wouldn't not my own lady and yeah yeah and they do that back and forth he's trying to like you know throw little darts here and there i mean it even brings up you know you grew up on the streets didn't you like he grew up in a bill like he's just trying to mm-hmm. add more divide there yeah and then and then flat out just says you know like yeah you serve him it's like no i don't i yeah. do what i want and she's like do you yeah yeah he's kind of toxic he's kind of toxic i think he's part of the reason that vin's having all these like uh oh second guesses right easily but i mean you know the best warfare uh i and of course having worked in it as long as i have i tell people all the time the easiest way to infiltrate a network and take over or you know get somebody's security um you know technology security is to use social engineering it's much much easier. I mean, can you hack through some of these firewalls and all that stuff? Sure, but it's mm-hmm. so much easier if you just like social engineer your way in. And this is what he's doing. He's social engineering her because she's the most dangerous thing they have. Yeah. So it's like, well, if he can take her out of the equation, boom, it sets up the rest of the army. Now, what I don't understand is his motivations. He hates his dad. He obviously hates his brother. Um. So what is he getting out of this? We don't know. I mean, is he going to try and pull her away from, you know, Ellen so that way they can create their own like little army or 
whatever. I don't I don't get it. I'm not quite sure I understand his motivations um yet. Um and I don't Are think you- he's I don't think he's got the machinations in place or in his head where he's like, Oh yeah, I've got this master plan set up. I think he's just yeah. Are you just crazy? I think he's just wild card. We talked about it before. He's 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 wild the wild card. card. Cut the brakes. Yep. <laughs> wild card, baby. <laughs> Jumps out the back of the van. That's yeah. right. Any thoughts uh, from you, Will? No. Um, I think that's a really interesting point that Alondo makes that he's like social engineering his way in, um, which I, I totally agree with. So yeah. it's a different type of warfare, but it's an important part of warfare. Um, oh, hundred percent. Yeah. So yeah, no, nothing else really for me. Okay. Um, yeah. I mean, then, then they have their, like, I guess their last little meeting. The last thing he says is just, he pulls the coin out, you know, throws a coin towards himself in this kind of dramatic fashion and says, mm-hmm. you know, you know, you miss foreign stops seeing valiant coins to us. They're simply just used for jumping. You know, it comes just a tool and just like kind of leaves it like dot, 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 you know, kind of like, yeah. I got to go mm-hmm. now. Bye. And just like leaves like, right. Cause you just had been telling her like, all you are is a tool. All you are is a tool. And it's like, kind of like this coin. It means nothing to us. Right. Cause it's just yep. a tool. Um, it, it's definitely that, that mental warfare. Um, again, emo edgelord type stuff. That this guy. <laughs> definitely. Yeah. A lot of people complain about saying complete edgelord emo. Yeah, emo he's definitely edgelord all day emo. long. I could just picture him with the hair down on one just, side. Just always come to flip it. <laughs> Just like, <laughs> just yeah. a always on the flip that on his eye. Because <laughs> it says, and it, when it becomes dot dot dot, just a tool. <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh, I must go. He says, turning. Vin raises his hand, or raises raises a hand to stop him, but he's already gone. Um, yeah. And that's it. That's how we end this chapter. So, a little short one. Another short one. Um, mm-hmm. and we got a love for Zane in the chat, so you know, there's some... oh, really? Okay, so somebody does love Zane. All right, is it because you can change it's, him? It's usually, <laughs> <laughs> I know that was a meme. I see, I see both, I see both in the fandom like people that like actually, I guess, love Zane as a character, and people that, like he's over the top, he's emo, he's just. Yeah, I don't like him as a character. I don't have any feelings um, one way or the other for Zane. I'm 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 fine with him being who he is. Uh, we, we needed we needed another Mistborn to create yeah. balance, right? Right. I mean, if if the, <laughs> I asked my husband, I'm insane. Sorry, I love that comment. I don't know how I just looked looked over and just popped up. And it was like <laughs> she said, "I love Zane," and then Kate says. Ask my husband. I'm insane. I'm insane. I love it. I love it. <laughs> Perfect. I'm down for that. <laughs> I will stand on that one. I, I love it. <laughs> um, yeah, but Z- Zane is he's he's kooky and all that kind of stuff. But you needed another Mistborn to create some levity, sure. right? Um, yeah. And you also need to create some balance. You, it's it's kind of like Star Wars. You can't have it where you you kill the the, the main villain and not have somebody that can create some type of sense of uh, a balance of power right so Kelsier's gone the lord ruler is gone there's got to be somebody out here that makes you just kind of fear so for their capability right is zane the villain here like i mean so who's the villain so far this book creates balance though because you don't really know what he is because he's a wild card right again he's cut the brakes wild card yeah 
you know. But who is the big bad in this book? Um, so the big bad in this book, which I think is purposefully being downplayed, is the mist. Yes, the mist is the big bad. It's basically like the the I think of the Stephen King, the mist, you know, where it's like you don't know what's out there, and that's the real villain. It 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 fades you out of position. It was almost again. I'm gonna I keep going back to Game of Thrones and Song of Ice and Fire. Everybody's squabbling amongst themselves, and these White Walkers are coming over here, and you're like, oh, you were squabbling, squabbling, squabbling. It's like, nope. You need to be paying attention to the. You know the you know the immutable threat that's coming, and right. there's nothing you can do about it. And that's the way I feel about the mist because the mist is it's yeah. invasive and causing havoc and chaos everywhere. Just because sure. you don't see it there doesn't mean it's not having a huge right. impact everywhere else. I, I think that's why maybe this book is so different than the others. Uh, and I know it's only book two that we've read, but now that we I, now that I've asked that question, I'm starting to think about it. You know, like in the first book, Get Lord Ruler. He's the big bad. Established yeah. very early on, and that yep. is the entire book going marching towards that big bad, right? And, and defeating that. And this mm-hmm. book, yeah, you have the mist, but he's like only in snippets here and there. You have these two armies, but they're not really that. They're not anything. moving. Zane's not really a threat at this point, or is if he is going to be at all, besides the threat to himself, probably. Right. <laughs> um, cutting himself and everything, and then you have. Um, you know, Inquisitor's still out there, Colossal Army. You have a lot of these, like, ambiguous-type bad things happening, but, like, there's no... Right. The Mist, I guess, is the most clearest-cut bad, but it's not like right. a... It's almost book. like the big bad is the lack of, of a central power yeah, causing all this chaos. Like, yeah. the lack I mean, of the Lord Ruler right. causing go, all Will, this Will I think you just nailed it. The big bad is the chaos, Right. The lack of really confusion, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, I think, if it's not that, it's the mist, yeah. But because you can't find, yeah, because you can't find a central thing to kind of root against, it makes it for a really ambiguous book and plot lines and trying to figure out, like, how much does it feel about any of this? Because where are we going? (laughs) Yeah, it's it's a ton of development, yeah, yeah. And writing 101 was- says that if you have a bad person or a bad entity, it has no depth or weight until you actually show exactly the extent of the power they possess. Right. So right now. And you have the imposter have- too. We have the imposter plot line, which I know Wanda loves. But, uh, you know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but that's I mean, another bad that's out there. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, the thing is that we haven't seen really the impact that any of these things really have. Right. We've got a 50,000 man army, another 50,000 man army that have done nothing mm-hmm. except for just sit outside the castle gates. We have another 20,000 Coloss army coming, but that's not like doing anything. That, that's right like a hundred thousand man army. Because let's be honest, it's that's right. It's the equivalent of a hundred thousand man army. We have another Mistborn, basically doing the equivalent of going around and playing practical dr- jokes because he's not really doing anything. Right. And so no, nobody's actually. Everybody's got nuclear weapons, but no one's actually showing the power of the weapon, right? right? No one's out like doing like a test launch and like saying, "Oh yeah, we just went out, and we just hit Bikini Atoll yeah. and just wiped out like this island 
and or something. It's like give us something that shows the gravity of the might you have, and we're not getting that. Yeah. So that's the reason why I think it's probably a lackluster uh, book so far for me. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's not a lot to get me like you know, jazz. Yeah, because you had nothing to root you know. for. It's just like yeah, want politics to work out. <laughs> yeah. Nothing and nothing right now is really emphasizing a sense of urgency. And that's right. important too. Where's the sense of urgency right now? It's a very much a bridge, but it's an important book to the series. Don't get me wrong. There's a lot. Oh, of I'm sure it is. Super important. Yeah. Yeah. But um, I, I can guarantee the last book there is a clear cut. This is what we have to do. <laughs> um, but the this middle book is kind of you know, we're, we're, like I said, the first book we had Lord, Lord Ruler. We had the, the Lord Ruler. We had to come up plan for that. Everything was everything revolved around that. The whole and then what's going to happen is going to be this. What, what, what do we call it? The Sanderlanch? The Sanderlanch, yeah. 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 And I'm sure that's what's going to happen. We're going to get to the end of the book and it's going to be like this huge, just, you know, snowstorm of details and information and action in the last few chapters. Mm-hmm. But I feel like there could have been, there, there right now could be a better buildup. Sure. Because we're at chapter yeah. 20, what, 25? We're getting ready to start next week, I think it is. We're start 25, yeah. I mean, yep. twenty-five chapters in, and there's barely been that much action. I'm like, where are we gonna meet with Straff? Like, we've been talking about meeting with Straff for <laughs> Straff chapters now. <laughs> like, God damn it! There you go, Will. That's a perfect example. <laughs> give us something there, right? Uh, Hell, yeah. give us a parlay it's at this point. Just... They've been talking about a parlay now for like eight chapters. <laughs> Where's that at? It's a lot of building. It's a lot of building. And I'm just waiting for that Sanderlanch. I know there's going to be a Sanderlanch in this book, right? Yeah. 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 Oh, you know, We're... it is going to be a huge Sanderlanch, you know? Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's, 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 it's quite, quite, quite the ending on this book. Um, but okay. definitely, in, once you... I'm not gonna give away stuff. Um, yeah, it, it, the ending of this book has a lot of stuff that happens that that I'm sure you won't realize how much stuff happens until way later. But anyway, um, if that makes yeah. sense. And I bet you. And I, 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 here's my theory: is that there's been a bunch of stuff that's been talked about that we have thought is completely innocuous that is important, but because we don't understand the gravity of what we're reading, it just. <laughs> sounds probably like oh yeah. it was like somebody reaching into a cupboard it's like actually that cupboard was a magic dragon <laughs> it's like that's what i feel like is gonna happen we're gonna find out all this important stuff that we've read that we didn't understand was important and then we're, it's like it's gonna force me to reread this book by yeah. the way do you and think dragons like, oh, exist in the cosmere do i think dragons exist yeah i mean why couldn't a conjure be a dragon yeah, good point. I mean, you gotta find the bones. <laughs> find the bones. Look at the bones. <laughs> Look at the bones. <laughs> so how how fresh do the bones have to be? Like, could a conjure like in, on Earth like like go eat a T Rex skeleton and just? <laughs> I, I say there there probably has to be some type of live matter in the bone. Okay. Yeah, I I don't think it could be like decayed bones. I think the bones still have to be part of the flesh. Yeah, it can be fossilized bones. Is what I mean, okay. You know. Okay. Okay. Maybe sure. Fair enough. Sure. Yep. Me and sure. Will are on the same page sure. on that one. All yeah. right. Uh, anything? Um. I. Yeah. Yeah. I just wanted to point out the whole uh, Vin Zane relationship. So, Ellen is before 
before everything changed, it was Ellen and Ben with this romantic, like Ellen didn't have to worry about being in power and like making big decisions. And it was like a high school romance. Now Ellen has a lot of big decisions to make. He's got less time to focus on Ben. And Ben, I think therefore is getting a little out of that element as well, which is causing her to go back to her like unconfident, like questioning a lot of things. And then this guy Zane comes in. I look at Zane as like the like bad boy, toxic guy that comes in and like knows that she's with someone, but still comes in and like puts his little like, you know, daggers or, or darts as we're calling them. Um, and that's part of the warfare. But I also think there is chemistry and Zane secretly does want to like, he's just crazy. And he objectifies like, women probably um so i it, it was interesting to see vin when zane was asking like what would you do in that scenario and vin had to kind of think about it and she was like oh no i i defend ellen all day i would defend him all day and he like comments like oh i respect that i respect that and i think secretly in his head he's like fucking bitch fuck that shit like nah. <laughs> I think I, I don't know. That's that dynamic. I see Vin and Zane getting into a big battle, and then her winning, and then you know Ellen's on the balcony overlooking the whole thing, and she comes back, and they give a big smooch, and everything's hunky dory. I think that's uh, that's my theory. That's just what I wanted to share there. So um, yeah, hope that makes sense. Okay. No, it yeah. made perfect sense. That yeah. makes perfect sense. Yeah. Yeah, I, I I feel like Zane is being crafted to be the third point in the love triangle. Um, yeah. However, unfortunately, I'm not buying it yet. I'm not buying it yet. I, I feel like, yeah, you know, Vin's, you know, kind of conflicted and tortured and et cetera, et cetera. But what makes him compelling and right now, there is nothing that makes Zane compelling to me right now. I'm like, this guy, you know, we talked about it earlier. There's like some people that love him. There's some people that hate him. I, I, I feel like I'm going to put him in, in the worst category. I am completely ambivalent to this dude. I just couldn't care less. I'm like, whatever. I'm like, oh, he's a hero. Hooray. Oh, he died. Yeah. Oh, hooray. Yeah. I couldn't care less either way. He's just that. He, he is basically a, a wet mushroom to me right now. Like Couldn't mushroom. care less. <laughs> Soggy mushroom. Soggy <laughs> mushroom. That's it. Burn. Oh, yep. man. You are nothing but a wet mushroom. That's man, it. I, I've heard people be called a wet blanket. I'm going to start using them in my, in my, in my, in my repertoire of uh, insults now. Soggy <laughs> mushroom. It's an Alondo original. You're soggy mushroom. Feel free. Have that. Soggy, slimy mushroom. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's what I call people. It's like, if you matter nothing to me, I'm like, you're basically a wet mushroom to me. Just that, yeah, whatever. <laughs> so good. So good. Because <laughs> it's so descriptive and it's perfect. Like, it's a, that's just, yeah, it means nothing. Uh, yeah, it's like, yeah, whatever. Oh. Great, right. great. All right. There you go. So, character and why is it Breeze? Go. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I love the choices. <laughs> <laughs> so my boy Clubs comes back into it and totally redeems himself. I love Clubs still. <laughs> Even as brief as it is, he's still a Clubs fan all day still long. Grump. I love no, the grump. Bring Papa Grump up in there. I need it. 
Will, who you got? Who, who's your who's your pick? Uh, I'm gonna go Osir. I'm gonna go Osir. Okay. He uh, kind of turned a corner, I think, in these chapters. Okay. Um, he's starting to, I think, become even more interesting than he already was. Okay. I'm just gonna leave it at that. Nice. The Condra are fascinating, though. Like Alan said, they are. Like, they, they are. are yeah. really fascinating, I love Condra. So. Yeah. Yeah. Condra. Cool. Um, yeah, Contra fun. Um, uh, now I'm gonna go say Sid just because if Sid is in a chat, you're not gonna go breezy. Uh huh. I'm gonna go with the chunk, the, the thickness. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes, the thickness. The thickness. <laughs> She's a thick lady, lady thick. Yeah, no, no, no. Old brat that comes in and throws a, throws a. Yeah, I don't uh-huh. know. Um, yeah, now say whatever says is it. The, the real scanser. Whatever says in a chapter, I I do love breeze. Don't get me wrong as a tertiary character, but says it is my my one of my. Favorite literary written characters ever in the history. Saints is the best, though. I mean, books. like I love Saints. This guy, but again, I feel like he's just such low hanging fruit. He it's is. just too easy to pick Saison for me. I'm just so like, I can't easy. do Saison. Yeah, so. no, he is low hanging yeah. fruit, but he's it's just always yeah, it's always. But he's good. He's great. He's, yeah. he's a genius. He's a genius. He's, he's, yep. he's good. Yeah, uh, and Breeze is there too. I I, I love Breeze's embarrassing moment. <laughs> oh man, I loved Breeze. I could deal with a lot more chapters than just Breeze just being embarrassed. Just I would read whole yeah, chapters about that. I would read a whole breeze. book about that. Just just Breeze just being like just just flummoxed um, and flustered. I would love Lord Landry. And we didn't get into that. The whole conversation with Say Say is like, quit calling me that. It's like, that's your name. And he's like, Yeah, I don't right. go by I don't go by my name, Landrian. Landrian. That's right. And he, he hates like, the fact it's alliteration. Landrian. Too. He's like, alliteration too? No. <laughs> The double L I just kills go by Breeze. I, there's a reason why I like Breeze. I because Landrian sucks as a name. It's <laughs> uh, anyway. Yeah, Where does Breeze come from? Don't worry about it. <laughs> He's an easy breezy, beautiful cover guy. Um, um, <laughs> breezy. There you go. You said it. Breezy. <laughs> breezy. <laughs> breezy. Um, so next week uh, we'll be doing a three chapters. Uh, 25, uh, 26, and 27, which ends part two. So we finished right. up part two. Um, cool. So hopefully maybe we get some some final closure to some of these plot lines, maybe, because we're ending, ending apart. So. Yes. We'll see. Of course, Alondo will keep up with his thoughts. You can, you can feel free to let me know if you want. Oh, yeah. No, I'm, I'm definitely planning on sending my thoughts through. Yeah, I'm definitely going to send my thoughts through. Just that way you can, yeah. you have them to read them or yeah. give the Alondo take on things. Yeah. Yep. And, and we'll have a big catch up to do with Will uh, when we get back. So. Yep. Cool. That should be good. Um, And yeah, that's pretty much all I got for this week. So just follow us. Uh, We're at the CosmereReads.com is the website. You can find links to all sorts of cool stuff like social media and and, uh, Discord and our Patreon, our merch. 
which will has one of our cups. So, you know, I don't know if you have it readily available to show off, but uh, uh, look, I, all I wanted was I drink a Skostank. I needed a Skostank shirt before I went to Scandinavia because I wanted to be Skostank in Scandinavia. Oh, man. Yeah. I, I'll, get on, I'll, I'll get with Tree about that and see if I yes, can. Yes, I mean, because uh, I don't want to buy finalized, So she spelled Ska wrong. It's just with one A and not two That's A. right. Kind of yeah, I saw that. It. I don't know. I'm trying yeah. to get her to redesign it with the right spelling so it's not okay. like someone's like what ska bands like you know like people think like it's right. something that reference that's to like mighty mighty bostons yeah that's right that's exactly why i wanted to make sure it was spelled right i was like it ain't that type of ska nope it ain't that kind of ska <laughs> nope bump 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 section uh yeah so. uh-huh. <laughs> not that there's anything wrong with ska no, i'm just saying yeah. it's a different thing it's, it's real big fish um yeah which no real big fish okay <laughs> Okay. <coughs> I was listening to them this week, actually. That's funny. The Mighty Mighty Boss Fish? I real big fish. Mighty Mighty Boss Fans. Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> Both Scott bands. Uh, I actually, it came up on my Pandora, the uh, Knock on Wood song. Yeah. Um, like mm-hmm. randomly, like a couple weeks ago. So, yeah. It's, it's been recent since I've actually heard the good old Mighty Mighty yeah. Boss Tones. <laughs> yeah. The impression that I get. Get. Yeah. Exactly. Um, yeah, so that's uh, all I got for this week. So three chapters next week, finishing part right. two. And um, yeah, so till next time, guys. Scott Stank. Scott, Scott, Scott Stank Fresh. Mm-hmm. Thank you for listening to The Cosmere Reads. See y'all next time.